That's okay. I'm waiting for everybody. Yeah. yeah I, w- I, I was gone like. Uh, That's true. Mm-hmm. I was gone half an hour ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the car when you called. Okay, count it down if we're all here. Are we? Should we do a head count? One, two, 85. 57 hike. <laughs> Red, because ice cream has no bones. Mm. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. This is Wayne Youngblood with Regency Superior Auctions, and you're listening to Stamp Show here today. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, home. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a planet from Poland, but none from Sudan. or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Welcome to Stamp Show here today, episode 122. I'm Cash, and did you know they're coming out with a stamp for Panera Bread? is like a corporate sponsorship or something. And I, I like the food there, so I'm kind of really happy about it. I'm Scott. No, I didn't. And I don't really like Panera Bread. Ah. Well, this is Tom, and that's actually would be uh, Robert Panera, and he taught deaf children and not how to eat. Oh, he didn't work at Panera Bread? I don't think so. He oh. probably fed those deaf children bread and water. Uh, ooh. Well, that took a really interesting turn, didn't it? And I'm your host, Dawn, and we're at Westpac Stamp Show in beautiful but very expensive Burlingame, California. We are once again seeking the elusive stamp collector in its natural habitat. Let's see what we find. Well, actually, you were requested. You were a specific request to be on the podcast. So I'm here with George with uh, Colonial Stamps. Tell them a little bit about you. Tell them how to get in touch with you again. Well, hi, folks. This is George Holshar of Colonial Stamp Company in Los Angeles, California. We're, we're principal American dealers in mint news stamps of Great Britain and the British Empire. But we also work privately uh, for clients in the formation of general and world collections of all subjects imaginable. It really requires only the question of what you, as the collector, 
wants to achieve and in what direction you want to have it done. The rest is up to me to take care of. Well then, with that intro, let me go ahead and ask you, how do you make money as a stamp collector? Uh, as far as making money uh, is concerned, it, uh, in my case, it relates to being a professional philatelist. Uh, over the 50 years, I've, I've helped build some of the nation's and the world's most interesting general and foreign specialized collections. Mm -hmm. I found that the, that the success and financial remuneration hinges largely, if not entirely, on the willingness of the dealer to put forth the effort necessary to acquire the material that the client is requesting. Because after the client has, has managed to uh, run up one side and down the other for all the dealers within a 50-mile radius of where he lives, he now needs help from a professional who can perhaps overview the market from a stronger position and is willing to make the effort. Case in point, I did an exhibition in London two months ago. However, it was part of an 18,000-mile trip I made from Los Angeles to London to Vienna to Paris, back to London and back to Los Angeles. I brought back from this expedition a lot of interesting bits and pieces for the clients I work for on a concierge and private basis. If I sat in my office overlooking Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles and waited for all these wonderful things that my clients would love to have to fall into my lap, uh, I would have starved to death long ago and my clients would have been bitterly disappointed at my lack of performance. I work for the applause. I work for the, I work for the, I work for the, I work for the interests of the clients and their needs. It is the sole motivating factor of my business. I work for you folks. You don't work for me. It's my responsibility to come up with the material you asked for, no matter how difficult it is. It's your responsibility to pay the invoice. It's a, symbi it's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> Very good. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Let's make pretend that I cannot afford airfare from London to Vienna to Los Angeles and back again. If I was, you know, let's we're here at Westpex. If I was a person who wanted to get into the higher market. Get into it as a collector or as a dealer? Yeah. I want to make money. I'm a collector and I enjoy collecting, but I want to make money. What would you suggest? You give up your day job and become a full-time dealer. Once you assume the, the financial mantle required to build and maintain a business, to pay tens of thousands of dollars in airfares, travels, hotels, and, and insurance, and all of the other expenses that are involved, after which you're doubtless going to turn a profit. But you have to climb over those expenses first. It costs me a million dollars a year before I make any money whatsoever because of all the attendant expenses entailed in being a stamp dealer. Well, right now, you are among... Well, you are the largest British dealer in the United States, by far. Close enough. Well, I can't think of anybody else. But you didn't start there. No. How did you start? How did you build it up? How did you... Let, give us, give us the short biography of George Hallshauer. 
My father was a stamp, was a lifelong stamp collector. He started collecting in 1915. When I came along some, some considerable years later, I was introduced to the hobby by my father. I collected stamps for many years before I ever went into the stamp business. And it turned out that when I started my business in Boston in the 1970s, the bottom, bottom line was the 15 years that I put into being a serious collector gave me intellectual capital that far exceeded the financial capital I started the business with. And in point of fact, was far more important than any amount of money I could have brought into the business if I didn't know what I was doing to start with. I like that answer. Mm -hmm. That's a great answer. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the truth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the simple. That's absolutely the truth. No, we, we've heard from quite a few people that say, if you don't know your stuff, don't deal. Well, that's right. Yeah. It's taken a lifetime to learn what I do and the way in which I do it. And I am learning every single day because there's so much more I want to know. So let's see, um, what is, in your early life as a dealer, what would you say was like a major score or a major victory or a major find or something that you got that, you know, you, you remember as like your first biggie? It was one of the first collections I bought. I had to borrow $500 from my mother to buy a collection. <laughs> belonged to a guy in Detroit and and I bought it she she had the confidence in her son to advance him the princely sum of 500 I bought the thing and made thousands and thousands of dollars oh. with it wow. <laughs> it was a very good collection <laughs> so have a mother with 500 dollars <laughs> that's, that's a great place to start have a friend in the old tenderloin <laughs> oh, that's great any last minute I always ask you any tips for the listeners yes well, buy top quality. My father gave me great advice as a, as a young collector. He said, start at the top and work down. Do not start at the bottom and work up. Now, that's easier said than done. But if I look back over 50 years, his advice was terribly sound. He was right. <laughs> well, anything you want to tell people? Keep collecting and have fun. Great one. Awesome. Thank you very much, George. Thanks, George. You're very welcome. <laughs> I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. So he used to do a talk radio show, um, stamp talk radio show. Nope, our competition. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. I was alive 20 years ago. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> you were? <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you. No, we should, we should talk to him then. Okay. We'll talk to him. Okay. Oh, to get some ideas and things? No, yeah, just... Have you heard our podcast? Have, right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's a nice gentleman. Um, he's always He's been looking... For a pad of 929 Iwo Jima sheets forever. Oh, for a, a pad of sheets, yeah. And then finally, finally, after, I don't know, 10, 15 years, I got one. I got a pad. And I said, Ted, I finally got you a pad of 929 sheets. And he's like, well, now I'm a little too old to buy them. 
You know? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. You tell um, the listeners who you are and uh, how's your show going? Oh, my name is Mark Easter over at Marcus Stamp Company. I'm at the Westpec show and I'm just here to walk around and see what we can buy and sell. And, um, and things are going okay. Yeah. There's a lot of action. Yeah. Did you find anything interesting at the show? Did I find anything interesting? I bought one dealer stock, that's about it, and uh, some miscellaneous. That whole dealer stock? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you buy out his whole table? Or? Nope, nope. It's the backup stock that they no longer want to carry to shows because they changed their direction. Ah. Yep. From U.S. stamps just to back of the book stamps. Oh. Yeah. Well, speaking of direction, um, how do you make money as a stamp dealer? Wow, that's a tricky question. Um, hmm. So it's really tough to teach someone how to make money in the stamp business, but if you're interested in making money at the stamp business, you just hang around at shows and just see what other guys are doing and just pick up on that. So all I do is walk around, look for items that... I feel I can resell items that I like myself, that I feel is priced right, that you either have a customer for it, or you buy it, you throw it on the internet, and put it up for more money. So that's pretty much how you do it. And uh, now with the internet, 80 per- I, I feel that 80% of the stamp business is done online. And, and no one knows for sure how much that really is, but I'm sure it's a lot more than any of us would ever imagine. How do you sell online? How do we sell online? No, how do you particularly sell online? What how do, do you do? What do I do to sell online? Well, I try to do, I try to sell items online that I have a quantity of. So this way when I sell one, I don't have to relist the same item. So it just sells and sells and sells until I run out, if I ever run out, because I'm always replenishing. So that's one way. Uh, The other way is um, actually an easy way to run your stamp business or anything that you put online is with your cell phone. You could run the whole operation cell phone only. You don't need a computer and you don't need anything else. Just, Just a lot of packing material and postage stamps to mail out your envelope. You should never mail anyone stamps in the mail or anywhere without using postage stamps on the envelopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we make half the money we make is on the postage alone. We buy the postage at a discount, and we we charge full full value for the postage. So whatever we pay, that's a profit also. Right. Yeah. So that becomes your secondary business. You know? I see a lot of people selling stuff on Facebook. Oh, I've never... I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. You can sell on Facebook. You could sell on... Oh, my gosh. There's probably hundreds. You can sell on Walmart. <laughs> dot com. Yeah. So it's really an unlimited amount of possibilities of where you can sell online. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I, would, I would think you could sell at 100 different sites. A hundred. 
Yeah. So which ones do you do with other than eBay? Well, I do hip stamps. Oh, I want to uh, talk to them. I want to get them on. Yeah, hip yeah. stamps is uh, anything I list on eBay automatically gets listed on hip stamps. Just automatically happens. Um, you can you can you can sell on Walmart. You could sell uh, any of these online stores. You can sell online. I didn't know you can do it on Facebook. I didn't know you can sell stamps to Facebook. But. Well, Facebook right now is just sort of starting up. Yeah. You see a lot of cheesy people on there. But if right. you wanted to have an honest market on Facebook, you could probably pull it off. Absolutely. So also, if you're a member of the American Stamp Dealers Association or the American Philatelic Society, that will give you integrity so people will see that and possibly order from you before they order from someone else who does not belong to another association. Well, that's the thing is, you know, trying to talk a person into sending you money for something that you can't hold in your hand. You need some sort of service that guarantees that you're not a crook. Right. So if you do order online, I do suggest you go through a well-known online service and use your credit card for any purchases done online because you always have recourse. Right. Don't mail cash. <laughs> no. That works most of the time. If it's a small amount. It's a small amount. Right. Uh, generally, you know, p most people have on are honest, but there's a few that are not. Mm -hmm. So... You know, but if anyone out there wants to make a living because they have nowhere, no other job, you could just go to any stamp show or go online and just start buying stamps and list it on your own site for just more money. And they do sell. They do sell. You know, or, or go around like a lot of collectors do, look for the well-scented stamps and have them graded and that's another way of making money you know using the grading system right you know for instance i had a c61 line pair that catalogs thirty dollars let's say that's about right and it was ex extra fine to superb and i felt it would get a grade of 95 maybe a 98 i listed it for 200 dollars. somebody offered me 180 dollars, and i grabbed it you know, no, without a graded cert, but it was that pretty. So um, you could always mix a few coins in also and other collectibles. Uh, it's a great opportunity for anyone to come in and um, and just start a new career. Absolutely. And you can enjoy what you do. You don't have to work for someone and, and have fun. And, and, and there's always a chance you're going to find something that turns out to be a big bonus. Something you buy for $10, it could be worth $1,000. So that happens more often than buying a stamp for $1,000 and it's worth $10, <laughs> you know? So rarely does someone lose money on something they buy to resell, unless they were cheated. Well, yeah, you if you cheated, but that's the whole thing of why you need to deal with somebody who's reputable, an APS Correct. or an ASDA member or something. 
Absolutely. And also, you know, I always say if you buy something, if you pay more than $300, get a cert on it. I agree. Because a cert's only 30 bucks. I agree. So at $300, you're spending 10% to make sure that you are not ripped off. I agree. Okay, any last thoughts? I just, I would just say that don't be afraid to take a chance and get involved in the stamp community because there's a lot of opportunity to make a buck and enjoy what you're doing. You know, so just a last resort, when I was 30 years old, I sold a previous business, purchased a brand new house, and started the stamp business all at the same time, and it turned out everything was okay. What was your previous business? I had a convenience store for eight years, a 24-hour convenience store, similar to like a 7-Eleven, for eight years. <laughs> wow. So, um, this is more fun than that. Yeah, and you can't be afraid to work. You have to put in long days, long hours, but it pays off. You know, look at Mark Cuban. He's a good example. He started off as a stamp dealer. So, you know, he's not in stamps anymore, but... He Actually, did. he is, but... <laughs> More of a collector. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give your business a plug? Give your business a plug. Oh, okay, so this is uh, Mark Easter from Marcus Stamp Company. If there's anything we can answer for you, you can always reach us at 1-800-470-7708. We're interested in buying, selling, questions, whatever you have, or whatever you need, we can help you. So feel free to call us at any time, or visit us at uh, Marcus, M-A-R-K-E-S-T.com, or email us at M-A-R-K-E-S-T, at O-P-T-O-N-L-I-N-E dot net. Thank you, guys. Bye Perfect. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>why don't you tell everybody about yourself I'm Martin Shoup from Martin Shoup Stamps and we also have an online presence with allstamp.net uh, our email address is shoupm at aol.com and we sell mostly US and German stamps but we do have a worldwide uh, stock also great so Martin how do you make money with stamp collecting well, you know, stamp collecting isn't really a money-making proposition. Uh, a stamp collection is really a lifetime uh, endeavor. Uh, people that want to make a fast buck are really in the wrong business. If you are a serious collector and collect nice stamps over a good period of time, you'll be very happy when time comes to sell your collection. But the collectors who buy something and think they're getting a great deal and expect to turn it over and, and uh, sell it right away, 
are really fooling themselves. So then what advice do you have for stamp collectors of, let's say, getting the most for your dollar? I'd say that it's important to buy stamps of nice quality, uh, to buy stamps that fit in well with your collection and that appeal to you. Uh, that's the most important thing. Uh, stamp collecting is, is a hobby. Uh, it should be treated like one. So the main purpose in stamp collecting is for your enjoyment. Uh, filling an album is very satisfactory to a lot of people. Uh, and as I said before, you know, you do that over a long a lifetime and or however long you decide to uh, pursue a, a individual collection, you'll probably, you know, do well with it when you finish. Perfect. you have any uh, last-minute little market tips or little hints or anything that you want to share with anybody? You know... It, you notice, you'll notice over a period of time that the prices of stamps fluctuate based on collector interest, uh, new things that are found, scarcity. Uh, it's important over a long time, if you buy nice quality stamps, uh, if they're more rare stamps, get them certified. And uh, that's important so that you don't get caught in that web of stamps that have been altered or changed in some way and, and get a, a stamping. So you know what you're getting in the end. Well, thank you, Martin. That was great. Thank you. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> I'm here with Mike. Mike, why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you sell? I'm Michael Eastick from Australia, Melbourne. Great place to live, great place to work. I sell Australian stamps. I sell British Commonwealth. In fact, I sell a lot of different things. And you came all the way here to do it? I, well, came here to sell Australian stamps, uh, other stamps to my customers over here. Um, it's a great place. Been coming to Westpex for many years. Yep. And uh, got some great friends and customers over here. So, what we're asking everybody at the show is, how do you make money at stamp collecting? You make money at stamp collecting by buying wisely. You don't necessarily buy mass-produced product. You don't necessarily buy what's coming out as new issues from any of the post offices straight away. You, like any form of... Uh, and I can't use the I word, even though I'd like to. Oh, uh, we use the I word all the time. Don't uh, worry about it. Uh, if you're looking at, in my opinion, investing in stamps, spend some time, learn a subject, learn it well, and uh, keep learning it. And then you can buy wisely. Sounds good. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. Any tips like uh, 
you know, everybody gives like market tips, like this is a really good thing that's going to happen, or Australian stamps are going up way far, or avoid Australian stamps, or whatever. Uh, all, all areas have potential. Um, it's just a matter of what, what areas at what time. So in Australia at the moment, I'd say uh, kangaroos hit a peak a little while ago. They've slipped back a little bit. They're now starting to creep up again. Um, we're not going to see massive uh, increases, but we're certainly going to see some increases come over the market over the next few years. Um, as with anything in philo uh, philatelic, quality and condition. Quality, quality, quality. And condition, condition, condition. It's no different than real estate. Um, too many people are happy to accept second grade. Um, you know, if, you, if you've got money burning a hole in your pocket, sure, buy that. But if, if you want to look at the long term, find the best. Find the rarest, find the scarcest. Very good. I like it. Thank you. Any last minute little thing you want to say to people? Buy more Australian stamps from Buy. me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Test, 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 test. I'm here with Stanley Pillar. So, Stanley, tell us a little about yourself and uh, how they can get in touch with you. I'm a stamp dealer. I've been one for oh over 50 years. From Nassau Street. That's correct. I worked on Nassau Street when I was uh, in college. Uh, since. I worked there in September of 1963 is when I was working on Nassau Street for Richard's Stamp Shop at 7 Beekman Street. And what uh, I've been involved in stamp dealing to a degree from the time I was, I don't know, six, seven years old when I made packets for a cousin of mine who was a dealer on Nassau Street. I used to sit down in my living room and put the stamps around in piles and make packets. Well, I, I will tell you that one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you is you were specifically requested by the listeners to uh, give your opinion. On what? On stamp dealing. Well, if you want to be a stamp dealer, it's a business and you got to run it as a business. Stamp collectors and stamp dealers are two different people. A stamp dealer can be a stamp collector, but it's not the same. As an example, I used to collect. I had a world-class collection, the 3 cent 1851-57 issue. And when I sold it, I figured what it was worth as a collector. And I also figured it as a dealer. And when it sold at auction, which I had nothing to do with, uh, it brought exactly what I said it would bring as a dealer. Collectors have inflated values, and also collectors buy the stamps because they want to buy them. 
when you're a dealer, you buy it if you can make money or not. And there's a big difference between dealing and collecting. Well, you just brought up the magic thing. How do you make money dealing in stamps? Well, there are many ways people make money as dealers. There are dealers out there who are really not that knowledgeable, but they are, they are good businessmen, good promoters, and they know how to promote what they're doing, and they run it as a business. And there are dealers who also know a lot about the stamps, and they can make money on the mistakes of others. Excuse me. Not problem. If you had it to do over again, yes. what what piece of advice do you wish you could tell yourself? Buy more. Buy more what? Just everything? Buy more. Don't be afraid to buy anything. Cool. Any other last minute stuff? Is, are there any market tips you want to give people? Not really, because uh, there are so many different fads that go on and on and on. Stick to what you know best. I like that. Because if you get into an area you don't know nothing about, even if you're a dealer, you're going to get burned. There are times you can go out on a limb, but it's the way you, you do it. So if somebody comes by, or if you're talking to another dealer and they're a specialist in an area, and you want to buy things that you don't know anything about, hesitate to buy it. If you're a collector, it's one thing, but if you're a dealer, don't buy things you don't know anything about to buy from somebody who knows what they're selling you. That makes sense. Thank you very much. Just, I'll, I'll ask one last question. We're at Westpex here. How's your show going? Show's going fine. I've been busy. Good. Well, talk to you later. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurps, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Hi, this is Bob Prager with Gary Poser Incorporated. And we're in Long Island, New York, in New Jersey. And our philosophy at Gary Poser Incorporated is this. We would rather pay very fair prices on 9 out of 10 collections that we look at versus trying to just 
offer very low prices on one out of two and making a big score. That's never our philosophy. So if you want to be treated fairly, please give us a call anytime at 800-323-4279. And again, my name is Bob Prager. Return to send up.